powered by the Parade Deck Military Podcast Network, the Stars and Stripes Podcast brings you a weekly dispatch from the heart of the military community. Each week, we shine a spotlight on the courageous voices of top military podcasters, bringing you their untold stories, experiences, and insights. From the front lines to the home front, join us as we dive into the authentic narratives that embody the spirit and resilience of our armed forces. Stay with us for tales of valor, sacrifice, and the unbreakable bonds forged in service. This is where the military heartbeat meets the microphone. This week's playlist is brought to you by our premier sponsor, Navy Federal Credit Union, bringing financial security to our military community. Learn more on how you can enjoy member-exclusive perks. Now, on to our podcast. Invest in educating yourself on the topics that you believe you can make money from. As a disclaimer, everything that my guests and I say are individual opinions and do not represent the opinions of the Marine Corps and the Department of Defense. Now let's jump into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am so ecstatic about today's guest, um, the torch queen herself, Haley Marie McLean Hill. Um, this lady is so fabulous, and I am just so, so excited that she um, made time to for this interview. So Haley, how are you doing? How's it going? Serena, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. It's so nice to be in environments where women are celebrating each other and like recognizing each other's just accomplishments. So great job with everything you've been doing with this amazing podcast. And just thank you for having me. Awesome. So real quick, Haley and I met, I want to say first on social media, like we would go back and forth probably for the last year or so. And then we finally met in person at um, Jules, the Joint Women Leadership Symposium. And like anyone who knows Haley knows she's like a girl's girl. And I absolutely love that. So it's, it's just great yes. to be around like empowering women. Um, oh yes, we have to be there for each other, man. We have to. So yeah, let's jump right in. Um, Haley, please introduce yourself and um, tell us who you are and what you do. Definitely. So hi, everyone. Um, I'm Haley. I'm 29 years old, just turned 29. My 30th birthday is this year, which is exciting. Um, I'm originally from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania and East Coast girl joined the military to go to school. My grandmother was in the Air Force, so she basically was like, you're only going Air Force. And she told me to, you know, look into the ROTC program, went to Penn State, did ROTC there, majored in mathematics, which was horrible. Um, finally made it out. And then the Air Force stationed me down in Atlanta for a year to be a recruiter. Okay. And then they moved me to California, where I was a section commander for the 9th Maintenance Squadron before getting out and launching my business, Torch. So um, now I'm doing that full time. And yeah, just excited to be building something really special for our community. I guess let's go back a little bit. So you said your grandma was a, was she, she was an Air Force veteran as well, right? Yes. Okay, so do you remember, I guess, where you were at in those like high school years that kind of led you to join in the military? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when I look back, I never really was the person to like plan my life like 10 years ahead of time. But in high school, I was very much of a nerd and my parents really mm -hmm. had me focusing on school and my sport. So cheerleading. So I didn't have a lot of free time. I was constantly involved in things. My mom always encouraged me to be involved in student government or, 
you know, best buddies or, um, you know, track and field. She just wanted me to be very involved. So when college came around, she's like, okay, you've got this great resume and it would be awesome for you to go for a scholarship. And then that's kind of where the progression went, where I was like, okay, I will apply to um, ROTC. So it was, it was almost like I didn't plan for it, but I was setting myself up for scholarships. And that's kind of where um, the military came in. Okay. So it was kind of something that you were like, your family was kind of preparing you without really knowing, right? Was it a, um, yeah. did your parents, were your parents able to afford college or was that a reason why you joined the military? So what really like kind of led you to joining the military? Well, I think it was my own inner drive to want to get a scholarship for school. That was definitely something where I was like, I don't really, I have the grades. I have everything that I need to get a scholarship for school. So I was like, I might as well go for that. And my grandmother really was the, the my biggest inspiration in the sense where she's like, you can do this. My grandma did 20 years in the Air Force. She's like, you could totally go in as an officer, do your four years, choose to stay in or get out. And um, it just kind of inspired me because I love to travel. I love, I love my grandma. I'm like, if you could do it, I can do it. And yeah, it was just a pretty sweet deal because I could, you know, go to a good school also, which was awesome. So I know you had like, a great, great opportunities in the military. But before we dive into those, can you talk about any challenges that you had, you know, those early years as a young officer? Absolutely. I mean, we can start with ROTC in college. The balance between getting my degree in math and ROTC and being on the varsity cheerleading team, I was going, 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 going constantly. And I just remember sometimes my cadre calling me in and just being like, you need to step it up with your grades. You need to make sure that you are representing and, and showing up as, you know, as an officer in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. I have I had this one time that my commander thought that because I was cheering at a game, she thought that I was like, I don't know. It was something like inappropriate with my military uniform or something she thought that I was doing. And I was like, no, like that's not what I was. I was doing like a boomerang. You know what a boomerang is on Instagram? Yeah. And I had like my OCP top over my cheerleading uniform. And I was like, like, you know, showcasing like, oh, I can do both like that type mm-hmm. of thing. And she like somebody told her that I was like flashing the crowd. And I was like, all right, like nobody was flashing the crowd. Like, so I just think there was a lot of perceptions that I had to get over of like, being a cheerleader and being in the military, a lot of people didn't see how those worlds collided. And um, I just had to overcome a lot of um, just people kind of not respecting me um, as a, as an officer. Right. Especially since like being a cheerleader is so like feminine and you're, you know, some people will say, you know, you're not like appropriate to be a military woman because you have makeup on your hair done. And then the flip side is, you're this like military stud who's <laughs> supposed to be a badass. So yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. But um, yeah, so you talked about being a cheerleader. So how did that that happen, right, in the military? That's kind of rare. Yeah. Um, when I went to college, I had the opportunity to cheer collegiately, and I was scouted by the Miami Dolphins to become a professional cheerleader. When I received that invitation, I didn't know where I was going to get stationed. Like, I was like, I don't know. They could put me anywhere. 
So I tried to get Miami and they were like, sorry, we're going to send you to Atlanta. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go try it for the Atlanta Falcons instead. So I just tried out and the schedule isn't as rigorous as you think that it is. We practiced Tuesday, Thursday nights um, for three hours, six to nine. And I was a recruiter. So my work day was during the day, during school hours from like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So I would just go to practice after and then games on Sundays and no kid is in school on a Sunday. So it really worked out perfectly. And I was really you know, thankful to be able to have that opportunity. So when you were in recruiting in Atlanta, did you kind of use your cheerleading um, to kind of recruit? Because I know now we see a lot of social media military influencers. Um, did you use that as a means to recruit? I think it, influencing wasn't as big as it is now. I think ultimately when I would go into schools and then tell them what I did on my in my free time, it, it added that wow factor. But no, I didn't really push it on my social media as much. But now it's super popular. I wish, you know, I wish I jumped <laughs> on it back then. But hey, you learn your lesson. Yeah. So how long were you in Atlanta and where did you transition to next? I was in Atlanta just for a year and then they moved me to Northern California in the Sacramento area um, to Beale Air Force Base. And I was there for my last three years. And you were involved in cheerleading there as well. Is that correct? Yes. And I only did one year there. COVID hit the year that I moved and then I tried out for a year and then I stopped cheering um, once I launched my business. So just one year with the 49ers. You said that was your last tour there. So what kind of led you to transitioning out of the military? Can you talk about why you made that decision and what your transition was like? I would say it started with a personal decision. I had met my boyfriend and he was from California. He had a secure job and we just started having a conversation of, do we want to be a military family? And he and I made the decision that I, that we probably could make it work if I was able to find a job, a regular job. And so I just started kind of thinking about what that would look like to get out. And I think a lot of women have this, you know, feeling too. Maybe they want to have kids or you know, they meet somebody and it's like, do I really want to do this whole thing? For me, I think that when the business idea came along, it cemented my feeling of I definitely want to get out because what I was trying to build with Torch was not going to allow me to be in the military at the same time. I mean, traveling to conferences, you know, working around the clock, building this brand, um, there was no way I could do both. So mm -hmm. with my personal decision and with the business, I was like, I think it's it's probably a good idea for me to get out. Do you feel like the military prepared you for that transition? I do, you know, and I will say my grandmother helped me tremendously. She helped me fill out like my VA disability. She helped me, um, you know, figure out how to navigate all the benefits that veterans have. And then I also did the class Boots to Business and took the transition classes very seriously. Like I didn't just go and just sit there and just let people talk to me. I took notes, like I interact with the instructors and I was like, okay, this is what I'm really trying to do. I'm trying to really build this business. And everyone was very helpful. Um, so I had a pretty seamless transition. I would say it was it was a big difference with like you know not going into the base every day and everything but I, I kind of enjoyed working from home so COVID kind of you know made people kind of appreciate that more so yeah yeah for sure and it's something you said that I think a lot of times we don't think about a lot of people are willing to help if we just ask right it's it's not like people are handing you all the answers on a platter but 
people are really, really helpful. So yeah, thanks for pointing that out. So yeah, let's talk about Torch. Let's let's talk about, you know, where did this idea come from? What audience do you serve? Oh man, you know, Zarina, I would say just background. I mean, growing up, me and my mom have always been into fashion. I mean, whenever I had a school dance, it was like, all right, we're going to the mall, picking out our outfit. Like it was just like heavy on fashion. And so I think the love of that side of business was instilled in me at a younger age, but I never would have thought I would have had my own brand or anything like this. Really the idea came from when I was, it was during the COVID time and I was just sick and tired of one week off of work, one week on. And whenever I was off of work, I got to be in my cozy clothes, all comfortable. And I just was like, this is so nice. And then when I have to switch and put my uniform back, I'm like, like work isn't that bad. But I'm like, this uniform is not helping me like get excited about going to work. It is an honor to wear a uniform, but there is a way just like athletes, we need something that's going to enhance our performance. So when I, when I had the idea for the bodysuit, um, originally you know, I'm a bodysuit and jeans type of girl. I'm very base. Like I'm like my modern outfit, throw it on. It's clean. It's slick. It's easy. Run out the door. And when I had the idea to make that for my uniform, I talked to a couple of girls on my base and they were like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd like that. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, I think I still would though. I'm like, it was like 50, 50. It was like, some girls yeah. were like, yes. Yeah. Some girls were like, absolutely not. So I just kind of started running with the idea and I was like, all right, I'm going to just buy one that's kind of a similar color. There was nothing on the market that was the right color, the right cut, but there was one that was like a little bit off brown. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to like feel how it is, experiment. And I was like, I love this. So if I can turn this into what we really need in our uniform that's in regulations, I think other girls are going to like it. And we are serving the military community and um, all my girls out there from cadet world to chiefs to generals to women internationally um we are for the modern day woman warrior that's what i like to say that that's awesome yeah because <laughs> being a military woman myself right it's just sometimes where you just kind of want to feel you know a little bit like fabulous underneath um yeah or co right it's fabulous or it's cozy right it's like let's right. just be honest we get our period, we get cramps. Like we are going through such cycles that I've learned so much more that I've been out of the military. Our body sometimes needs that comfort sometimes. And it's like, you know, that comfort or it's that extra pizzazz. It's like women, you know, we, we yeah. need all that. Can you also talk about like veteran shark tank? So, I mean, I know, I know, but like, <laughs> let's talk to, you know, my audience and let them know, like, how did that, how did you even think to apply and where did that kind of opportunity come from? Well, Veteran Shark Tank came out of the sky, I would say. I was, <laughs> I really was on Instagram, as all of us are in this generation, and I just saw a post and it was like, apply here now, veterans, if you have a business and win $50,000. And I was like, let's just go for it. Why not? I'm like, it's for veterans. And I had never pitched my business before. I'd been building it for the last year and a half. And I just went for it. And the community at Veteran Shark Tank is incredible. They help you. They craft your pitch. They bring you in front of a community of people who want to help you, investors, operators, um, other veterans who understand the space, who can help pitch and expand your business. I flew to Philly from California and pitched my business with five other veteran-owned businesses, and we won. Um, 
you know, I think that the world sees how important it is for women to feel seen, heard, and understood, especially in spaces like the military, and celebrated. And we are building that. And I think um, it's definitely one of my biggest accomplishments. I'm very proud to be part of that veteran Shark Tank community. So anybody who has a business out there, veteran-owned business, definitely apply. It's so worth it. Yeah, thank you for that. So, I mean, I think I saw a post that you, um, it seemed really fast too. I don't know what the timeline was from when you applied to when you actually pitched in one, but I saw a post with a $50,000 check and I'm like, holy shit, this girl has done places. <laughs> like, whoa. Girl, $50,000, that was a lot of money. When I saw that, I was like, this is a joke. I was like, yes, I stood up, like I won the Super Bowl. I was like, yes, this is amazing. I mean, it's just, um, again, like, I think women also, and this is something I'm very passionate about, and I would love to create some type of scholarship for women, especially women entrepreneurs, um, because capital changes your entire trajectory of your business. Um, if you have any influx in cash to help you bring your dream to life, it changes everything with the quality, with the service, anything. And so that's why I'm just so thankful because I think people can show support. You can post, you can, you know, tag and share the brand, but there's nothing better than getting capital to be able to actually make actions, you know, possible. And so, yeah, I'm really thankful for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, just having access to capital. It just gets rid of the unnecessary fears, right? It kind of helps with your confidence. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And you can help more people. I think that's really what it comes down to. So yeah, no, it's good. So hopefully Torch will be launching some type of scholarship soon for female entrepreneurs. And um, I'd love to, yeah, that'll be, that'll be really fun. That'll be a awesome. Yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that. So yeah, let's transition to um, <laughs> from veteran Shark Tank to actual Shark Tank, right? So <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, man. Um, we filmed back in June um, for the real ABC Shark Tank, which has been such a journey, such a ride. And since getting the veteran Shark Tank, you know, win, I didn't think I would ever have an opportunity to pitch again. I was like, oh, what's the point in this? You know, I won one, whatever. And so when I saw the application for a Shark Tank, I just said, again, all right, this would be great exposure for our brand. We should go for it. We went for it. And you guys are going to have to tune in on February 2nd for the results and how we did and, and all the things. So I'm really excited and I'm just pumped for our military community to get that exposure because um, I think military women sometimes are underrepresented and I think it just shows us in a really great, positive, uplifting light. So I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So tell us again, you said February 2nd? February 2nd, 8 p.m. EST or PST. Okay, awesome. Great. So yeah, we're all going to be tuning in to see how fabulous you did. Um, yeah, so is there is there anything that you're currently working on that we should be looking forward to? Since my experience with building the business, I have realized how much I would have loved a book for this specific, you know, space. The clothing okay. brand space is, uh, it's booming. And I think you know, launching in the niche market is really important. So I'm going to be launching a book called Light the Torch in the next couple of months. So you guys have to check that out too. That's that's so that's so exciting, right? Um, are you and have you had this idea for a while or did it just kind of come to fruition with all the great things that are happening? Well, you know, I've been a reader my entire life and 
um, I know we talked about that on my podcast about books that we enjoy that change people's lives. And there is just something special about bringing a book to the bringing a book to the beach or bringing the book to the gym or whatever. And last year, I was just like, I think I really want to accomplish this goal of becoming an author and helping others in a different um, platform. So the book space should be fun. I might even be launching another book, but on the cheerleading side of things. So um, yeah, it's all about finding more ways to help. So I'm excited. Okay. Um, So as we close here, I just have a couple more questions for you. Um, Do you have any I know it's the top of the year, right? A lot of people are starting over and refreshing and kind of setting new goals. Is there anything specific that you have as a goal that you want to accomplish in the next year? So this year, I definitely am looking to be more conscious with um, investing in in money management. Um, I think that that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs and women in general sometimes have less access or don't invest enough time into that side of things. I'm definitely that type of person. And this year, I just want to have a little bit more of a grip on it and an understanding. So financial education is my goal this year. Okay, that's that's awesome too. Because the money you keep is very important, right? So exactly, it's ain't the military where it's just coming in every two weeks. Like it's like okay, and that's the other thing. If you are in the military and you're listening, like be more active with what's going on with your money flow and stuff, and just have like more of a grip on that. I think that um, don't get complacent and try to you know always educate yourself. As we get ready to close out, so majority of my audience, I would say, is is female Marines, right? Like, I focus on female Marines. So Haley is not my typical guest, but um, she's just awesome and amazing. I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's show people that there is life after the military. So is there is there any advice that you would have for, you know, not only women, but service members who, you know, have an idea, a thought, a passion, either while in the military or post-military? Yes. First and foremost is to start surrounding yourself with people who have similar goals and dreams as you. For example, with Torch, we always have an annual photo shoot or get together. And I meet a lot of Marines who come to our photo shoots and stuff. And they just, and it's all different branches, Air Force, you know, Marines, everyone. And just seeing everyone get together and talking about what they want to do, what they want to do after. It's just surrounding yourself with good women who are like-minded. That's number one. And number two, I would say, is invest in educating yourself on the topics that you believe you can make money from. So don't just wait until you're out of the military or don't just go and get a random master's degree because the military is going to pay for it. Be strategic. Go and find a business coach or go and find a program that's specific to your space that you want to learn more about. Just be more intentional, I would say. That's really great because sometimes we think we know it all and, you know, just asking the question or, you know, paying a little bit of money for that investment is is just going to return, return, return. So, yeah, thanks for that perspective. Yeah. So, Haley, is there anything that we did not talk about that you want to cover? Well, um, I would just say that Torch is growing and growing this year. And if anybody ever wants to reach out, be a part of our community, we are always taking in brand ambassadors and we're looking to just really um, be the go-to space for women to feel celebrated and empowered. So check us out. 
Okay, so how can we support you and follow what you're doing? Are you on, I know you're on all the socials. So yeah, where can we kind of watch what you have going on? Yeah, so for all you FEMA Marine ladies, um, go to at torch underscore warrior wear and follow us on Instagram. That's where you'll get all the juicy stuff. So awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, I'm so excited for you, Haley. You have no idea. Like, this is going to be great. Um, yeah, Thank so you, Serena. Thank you again for taking time. I know we're like <laughs> across international datelines here, but I really appreciate you taking time. Um, we are all going to tune in February, February 2nd, February 2nd at 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time to, um, you know, watch your pitch and see how you did. Um, I really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Zarina. Thank you so much. And ciao from Cali. Be safe over there in Japan. Really appreciate you.